Welcome to Intelligently Cleaning Schools for Health, a real-time conversation by and for facility professionals featuring Paul Cagle and Greg Lukabaugh from the Kings. Well, good afternoon. Welcome, everybody. You know, it's been a while since Paul and I have gotten together with you on our podcast, but we felt like now was a really great time to re-engage you and talk about some of the events that are coming our way. For example, summer cleaning, summer preparations. So we're going to spend the next few minutes with you and we're going to talk about several things that will help you as you prepare for the summer that is ahead. So Paul, good to have you today. Man, thanks for having me, Greg. Good to be back. Good to be back from, we had some good events this past spring, you know, we had TASBO and some other good stuff. So it's good to be back. Yes, and uh, so I think we're going to jump right into it, and Paul, I'd like to talk to you about, there's several things I want to talk to you about. We want to talk about the scope of preparing for summer cleaning, scheduling, we're going to talk about tools and chemicals, your team, and training. So as we get started, Paul, let's talk a little bit about our scope, our preparation for what is ahead of us. That's a good, um, those are five good things, Greg. Um, scope of work, I would just say, uh, just like you do in the school year, be really clear about what it is you expect. And just like you would during your, your school year, ha- have, a, have a small training manual. Have some type of manual put together so that uh, everyone is clear about the work that has to get done and how the work's supposed to get done so that it meets your specifications. I mean, a lot of times we just send the crew out and say, all right, let's go get it clean. Let's get these floors stripped and waxed and the carpets cleaned. And we don't stop and say, hey, let's let's be real clear about exactly what we expect in the classrooms, in the office areas, in the clinics, in the classrooms, the locker rooms, the showers, the restrooms, the auditoriums, the gyms. Be really clear about what it is you want done in each of those areas. And I would have it written down so that there's no, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Greg? No uh, interpretation of what we think we should do. We know why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and we know what we're doing. Uh, that's, that's correct. Good. Thank you. Yeah, scope's really important uh, in our preparation. Let's talk a little bit about scheduling, Paul, and how that might look uh, from our perspective and other perspectives, scheduling. I think uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind when I think about scheduling, uh, maybe three things. Um, one being, you know, we're, we're asking our team uh, to get all of these tasks done that you've written down in your scope. Um, you need to know when all this has got to be done by. <laughs> when are the kids, when are the teachers, uh, when's administration coming back? When does this work have to be done by? Um, things to consider also what construction is going on uh, that we need to be aware of uh, is there summer school that we need to be aware of where we, we got to work around what's going on out of the field uh, vacation scheduling uh, with your team you certainly don't want all your people gone all at the same time if you can help it uh, so maybe working with your team members to they, so that they stagger their time off so we can get this work going all summer long I would also finally say, if you're asking them to do a lot of carpet cleaning or stripping and refinishing or uh, kayaking in restrooms and locker rooms, uh, scrubbing of 
tile floors. Maybe you're going to repaint your tile grout and coat it. Um, you use workloading uh, professionals. Use workloading books. Use workloading software to help you, you know, schedule your time that it's going to take to be able to get this stuff done. Because sometimes we want to get a whole lot done. There ain't no way to get it done. So. Um, scheduling is really, really important. There's a lot of moving parts in the summertime, as you know, Greg. Yeah, I think uh, Paul's great. You know, that scope will drive that schedule. And as you said, every task has time. What's our What's our drop dead date? When do we have to be ready? And what can we actually complete in the time we have to do it? Along with the construction issues in summer schools and all the other summer activities that take place. Correct. You know, so we talked about scope and scheduling, Paul. Let's talk a little bit about tools and chemicals, like preparation, things like that. Good question. Um, tools and chemicals. There's some tools that we just use once a year, and it's in the summertime. And those can be locked away or hidden away in a maintenance closet or a custodial closet, or maybe it's at the warehouse. Um, Now's a great time, you know, to get all that stuff out. Take inventory. What do I have? Um, do I have enough scrubbers? Do I have enough extraction units? Do I have floor finishing flat mops? Do I have enough um, floor finish? Do I have enough stripping agent? Do I have carpet cleaning chemicals that I'm going to need? Uh, chemicals to, you know, to clean the floor, to neutralize the floor. All, all these things need to be taken into account. If you haven't ordered your floor finisher stripping agents, you better do it now because that stuff is, is going fast. So make sure that you have the inventory of tools, equipment, chemicals that you're going to need for the summer. Yeah, Paul, you know, also in the tool prep, I think it's, and the chemical prep, it's very important to take a look at what construction has been done and what floor types have been changed out because what have we done with the time that we used to maybe strip or wax or reco? How have we reinvested that time? Yeah, if you, if you used to buy 200 cases of floor finish, but in 25% of your schools, you took out all the VCT and now you've got LVT or you've got rubber flooring or you've got some kind of laminate or vinyl, you don't need that anymore. You can cut your budget down on floor finish. You do have to know though, you know, hey, uh, I've got to take care of those floors properly now. Or, hey, I might be able to use that time that we used to use in stripping and refinishing or scrubbing and coating. Maybe we need to do window cleaning. Maybe we need to do weed waxing of some rubber floors. So lots of things to consider. Yeah, very, very, very good. Uh, tool prep is so important. I mean, preparation time is not wasted time. Greg, I, there was something else I wanted to say too. If, if there's tools, if there are tools and chemicals that you use in your summer program, and you only really use them in the summer, it might be a good idea to find a place in your warehouse, uh, if you have a warehouse, um, at the end of the summer when you're cleaning all your tools up and you're getting all that stuff put away. Inventory it and store it in that area so that it's ready for the next summer so you know what you have. Uh, so. We're not always spending time running around trying to find stuff before summer starts. It's ready to go when summer begins. Very good. You know, Paul, after the scope and the scheduling, the tools and the chemicals, we have to figure out how we're going to take the team 
that we have and how are we going to use them in all the facilities that we have to clean? Yeah, it's funny. And my dad used to always, and I'm sure most people here have heard, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And that's just true with summer project work. Um, some school districts or some schools, it just makes sense to leave your teams in, in, in their schools uh, to take care of their own school during summer work. So, for instance, at the high school, I've got the high school team, they're just going to stay at the high school. And the elementary school is going to stay at the elementary, the middle school is going to stay at the middle. But there are some scenarios out there where it really does make sense to create teams, traveling teams. You know, you've got your your floor care group who's just, they're just really good at floor care. You've got your carpet care group and they just go from school to school to school knocking out carpet cleaning. You've got your school cleaning teams where they're, you know, ceilings and walls and blinds and uh, desks and furniture, they, they're really good at that and they're super efficient. And so it just makes sense to, to think about how best to set up your teams during the summertime. The, um, you know your efficiencies, you know who does what best. And so finding that happy balance, sometimes I've seen high schools just stay in the high schools and the elementary and middle schools, they team up. What works best for you? But the, the key, Greg, is to make sure that you lay it out plain and simple for everyone. You know, what their responsibilities are, what their accountabilities are, when it's supposed to be done by. Um, that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's, that's good, Paul. I mean, you talk about a team or a traveling team. More than ever does your scope become so important, what those people have to do the schedule in which they have to move about wherever they are moving to. Correct. The tools and the chemicals that they're going to use to make sure they're readily available is so important in, in the traveling team. But most important is good leadership. Yep. Someone to lead the team and help them. You know, let's talk a little bit about some of the training, Paul, that you, we think is important to take care of the scope and the schedule, the tools, and the team. We've talked about this in the past, the importance of communication. Communication, boy, it covers a multitude of sins, it seems like, especially in our world with, I mean, you know, Greg, we're just a highly, we're just, we're all labor. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. We are a people-driven business. And the, the number one thing you can do, and it, it, this will encompass, this will help clarify your scope and your scheduling and your tools and your chemicals and how you go about setting up your cleaning teams and your leads. You, know, you had mentioned leadership in those teams. Um, is is have, have a training manual ready and, and do a training at the beginning of the summer. Sometimes what we'll do is we'll get together, we'll, we'll eat, we'll spend time together, and we do a training camp. And this is a great time to, um, to share the scope of work, to show exactly what it is you expect when they're cleaning a classroom. Or a clinic or exactly what you expect when you're cleaning floors uh, carpet cleaning or you're scrubbing recoding or you're stripping and refinishing or maybe you have a specialist team that you know you got a lot of terrazzo in your school and you have to use diamond pads I mean this is a great time to actually go out and show them how to do the work let them use the tools let them ask the questions and you show them hey this is how we get after our edges and corners. 
hey, when we're using the Kayak machine, here's how I want you to use the Kayak machine when we go into every single one of these restrooms and locker rooms. It's so important. Um, some of you have Kayak machines or other really good tools that are just kind of hidden or they're broken. And man, if, if your team members only knew how to use them, how to feel, they'll use them when they feel confident, right, about how to use them. And you've been out there doing kayak trainings, Greg, um, you and our team doing kayak trainings. What happens when you spend time with them, showing them how to use that machine? Well, that's that's really good, Paul. You know, I think what the just talking kayak machines. I think it's one of the most underutilized but best hands-free cleaning apparatus to make restrooms very clean, very, very clean. However, so many of those kayaks have been stashed away in a closet because they were not trained on why this machine is so important, how to use this machine, and what this machine can do for you. And if you don't know how to use it, heck, you can. You can call your distributor, you can call your provider, you can call us, uh, someone who, who can get out there and show you how to do that. I mean, Greg and team are just pros at that. You also wanna have, use this opportunity to do chemical safety again. How are we, what, what chemicals are we gonna use? Um, where are the safety data sheets? What do the safety data sheets say? What are my first aid measures when I'm using uh, these safety data sheets? What what are the chemicals for exactly? Um, why do I use this chemical on this particular application and not that one? Um, it's a really good chance to review your chemicals for the summer. Um, verify that training. Get everyone to sign off that they did chemical training. Make sure you go over PPE. Um, do we have safety glasses? Do we have safety gloves? Um, hey, a lot of you are going to be uh, doing a lot of floor work with, you know, stripping agents, and those are really caustic. Do you have good safety boots for your team members to wear? Uh, Anti-slip safety boots. Those are a really good idea. Uh, and, and the last thing, part of your training, I would say, include something in there about how to lift and move furniture. I know your team members, I mean, they're moving stuff out of these classrooms and they're moving stuff back into the classroom. So they're having to take pictures of how the classrooms were set up before they take everything out. But they're lifting a lot of heavy stuff. And so show them how to properly lift heavy furniture so that they're not hurting their backs. Make sure that you're able to provide them with a back brace if they need one. Um, but proper lifting techniques will go a long way in preventing back injury. Uh, it's something we've, we do and it's been extremely helpful to our people. You know? uh, so that's how you, you, you're supposed to bend over and use your legs, not your back, to lift up something. So um, anyway, th those, are the, those are the main things, Greg, I think you want to make sure you have in your summer training cleaning program. Yes, I think uh, that's really good, Paul. You talked about the scope and having the training manual. You talked about putting together a really good schedule, task and time, completion dates. You talked about our tools, our team, and our training. So with that, we're going to kind of leave you guys. We want to wish you well out there in the summer adventures that you're going to be on. We are here to help you any way possible if you need us. We'll be sending you out additional information and podcasts 
Uh, as the summer moves along, we'll be sharing some special guests, and we hope that you'll take time to listen, ask questions, and help us to continue to intelligently clean our buildings for health. So thank you. This is Greg Lookabal, Paul Cagle. If you'd like to reach us at www.kingsclean.com. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode featuring Paul and Greg discussing how professionals are intelligently cleaning schools for health. For more information, visit www.kingsclean.com.